coming up on the Venus Cuckoldress podcast. Man, I'm not even talking to you face to face. I can't have the pleasure of like full communication with like body language and tone of voice. And I'm trying to say, hey, I'm super interested in you, but can we please stop talking about the thing that we both love and have in common and want to do for the rest of our lives? And they get so confused. They're like, what's going on and why shouldn't we talk about it? And it's like trying not to get them to read it as a bummer. When we talk about safety, one of the things that for me provides the most amount of safety is having an intimate connection with my lovers. And I think that the monogamous world really combines those things and thinks they can't be separated. And I am here to tell everyone they absolutely can be. You can have intimacy, friendship, and affection with any amount of lovers, and they don't have to be involved in your life. You're not going to invite them to the barbecue, and that's okay. I don't think guys realize how huge even that would be. Like we're starved for even just a little bit of getting to know you talk. The single women can, you know, they they can come across as like almost insecure and needy about it. But no, it's just that we actually need some solid fucking reassurance because we have been treated like that repeatedly. <laughs> so uh, until proven other words, otherwise, I'm going to assume that you are going to fuck off on me. Basically. <laughs> Dating online sucks. These guys are really porn frenzied. They have unrealistic expectations of the women out there when it comes to, you know, them being their personal porn star <laughs> to fulfill their cuckolding fantasies for them and it making it more about the cuck than it is about her. And they have really struggled with it. And like, oh, I've given up so many times. <laughs> I've been like, fuck it. That's it. I'm done. <laughs> I'm tired of being treated like this. I'm fucking done. Pretty sure I said that after New York. (laughs) Welcome to the Venus Cuckoldress podcast, a place to learn all things cuckolding for the curious, the passionate, and the sexually empowered woman who wants it all. Make sure you go to venuscuckoldress.com to subscribe to the podcast and check out the Venus blog. And of course, if you love it, share it. Now, sit back, make yourself comfortable, and enjoy the show with your host, Venus. Welcome to this episode of the Venus Cuckoldress Podcast. I'm your host, Venus. Thank you so much for joining me today. I sincerely hope that everything is safe and secure for all of my listeners out there. It is heartbreaking to see what's going on in the news right now, and it's just, it's heavy. It's feeling very, very heavy. So I just want to acknowledge that before I get into today's episode that, man, there's a lot of shit going on that's really fucked up in the world right now. Anyway, I just, it's, it's hard. It's just really, really hard right now to, to watch the news. Okay, moving on. So 
Uh, before I get into today's episode, I want to also just have a little quick little message about Apple Podcast subscriptions. They have fucked up my subscriptions for the Venus Cuckoldress podcast. Oh man, what a nightmare. Over a week ago, all I did was change the artwork for the subscriptions and then poof, all of the bonus episodes were gone off of of Apple. And I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) So I have been in contact with them almost every single day trying to figure out what's going on. And they've gone through a series of steps to figure out what's up because on my end, everything seems okay. Uh, and yet in the app, you can't see the bonus episodes. So they have assured me that they, they are aware of a problem with this bonus episodes not showing up and that they are working on it. Um, I contacted them today and I was like, okay, seriously, how long is this going to take? It's been over a week. And <laughs> all they'll say to me is, we'll get back to you when we can. And we're working on it. So I'm really sorry for all of my listeners who who subscribe to Apple Podcast subscriptions. Man, it fucking sucks right now because uh, there's really no bonus content for you to listen to. And it's uh, nothing I can do about it right now. It will get fixed. I promise it will. I don't know when. Hopefully in the next few days. Okay, and I wanted to just mention that the next Pillow Talk event is booked for Friday, April 8th, and it is going to be a sequel to the Cuck Week panel that I had going on in January that was so much fucking fun. So it's going to be Confident Cuck James, who's husband of Anne, they've been on the show before, same with Confident Cuck, and Cuck S, who is the husband of GTA Hot Wife. And just like the Cuck Week panel event, the questions will come from only the ladies. So it's going to be great. It's going to be a lot of fun. We only managed to get through like not even half of the questions for the guys uh, at the last event. And I had so many people asking for them to come back. So it is definitely going to be a good night. If you want to register, you can go to venuscuckoldress.com. Click on the tab that says Pillow Talk. Oh, and before I forget, I would just like to ask one favor from all my listeners. If this podcast has helped you in some way or you found it enjoyable to listen to or learn from, then I would really appreciate it if you would leave a five-star review on Apple or Spotify or whatever uh, listening platform that you listen to the podcast on. I would appreciate that very much. All right. It's time now to dive right into today's episode right after this quick message. Calling all sex and intimacy illustrators. Have we got an interesting case for you? Key Barrett who wrote the book Locked in Love, is working on a new book and he needs your help. He's looking for 15 to 20 illustrations of sex positions where the submissive partner is locked in chastity. These can be very simple illustrations like an airline safety card or your own unique style. There will be credit, royalties, and a small compensation for each image. Find Key Barrett on Twitter for more details. 
Joining me on the show today is my friend Ella, who is an American studying abroad, and uh, she's going to be talking with me a little bit about what it's like to be a single woman in this lifestyle looking for this kind of relationship. Uh, so welcome, Ella, to the show. You want to say hello to everyone? Hello, everyone. Thank you for having me, Venus. Oh, so happy to have you on. Okay. So now before I get into it, I just want to say, like, I am so fucking excited to have you on the show today because I feel like the conversation around cuckolding, understandably, revolves around couples. Duh, it's a relationship. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> but I think traditionally, um, for, for a long time, nearly all cuckolding couples, um, were, you know, coupled before they brought cuckolding into it. And so that's how it was kind of introduced. And so all the things that we, we normally talk about with cuckolding revolve around issues that couples may experience and, um, you know, those sort of things with bulls or finding bulls or whatever. And I really do feel like that perspective from a single woman who wants this kind of relationship who is in this lifestyle right now, who uh, is looking for this, is that perspective is missing for the most part. <laughs> like, I've been talking about it for a while, but like, I'm like the only one talking about it. So <laughs> I'm so happy to have you on the show so that you can share what it's been like for you and some of the challenges for you as well. And, and just how, what this lifestyle looks like to you, you know, from you, you know, out there looking in at the lifestyle, what that perspective actually is. So I'm so excited for this conversation today. Great. Me too. Bef before we get into it, Ella, I just want to maybe for the listeners, just give us a little bit of a backstory as to how you found yourself looking for this kind of relationship today? Yes. Yeah, so I got into cuckolding through Cuck Queens first, actually. This was, I, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago now for me, I found Cuck Queen porn on Tumblr. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Back when Tumblr, before Tumblr, anyways, great porn site, great site overall, but I still, I still have fun on there, but Tumblr used to be a magnificent thing that it is no longer. But, um, I stumbled in a click hole onto cut queen porn and I got into it because I wanted to be the cut cake, the other woman in the cuckolding relationship for the cut queen couple. And the minute I realized that was a thing, my head practically exploded with excitement. And I was like, I was born for this. I'm ready for this. And I want this. <laughs> so I spent a few years um, just like, fucking around on the internet, trying to find, cut queens are hard to find too, if we're talking about women and cuckolding. Oh, Unless yeah. cuckoldresses are, you know, in the vast minority, but cut queens, man, they can be hard to find too. So, so yeah, I found some and I had some fun times and then I, you know, and there's also the ones that kind of end up being duds because they're sampling the waters and then they just disappear because they're so scared. And, um, yeah. I'm actually so grateful for the experience because two of my best friends in the kink scene are a couple that I was with for a while and now we're just friends, but, um, we, we cucked, uh, you know, my friend's wife and it was oh. a lot of fun. Yeah. So that was 10 years ago. And that was when I was pretty much only identified as submissive, but 
my sexuality evolved and I started to get into the dominant side of things. And I started to just, you know, the imagination runs and there, you know, and everything else follows. And so once I started to become more dominant, it really clicked into place maybe three or four years ago that I really wanted to cuck a man as a dominant woman. Now I know that like, FLR, femdom, dom sub, all these run on different tracks. These are all separate kinks. But for me, there's an element of power play that I enjoy in all my BDSM. And to me, I apply that to cuckolding. So yeah, it's just everything clicked into place. It became the lifestyle that I craved for a lot of personal reasons, not just sexual reasons. And I just thought, how per- how how more, much more perfect could it get? than to have a cuck partner and live that lifestyle and be the polyamorous slut I was meant to be while he gets, while he stays closed. Like it's just, yeah, it's, it's beyond perfect. I get excited every time I talk about it, which is one of my downfalls with online dating, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) You've taught me well, you've tried to teach me, but man, is it hard. (laughs) I know. I struggle with it too. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Uh, so for the listeners, what she's talking about is, uh, so I have the Venus Connections matchmaking service and Ella is uh, part of that uh, matchmaking service. So she's gone through and d- uh, done the courses. And in the courses, I do talk about um, shelving the cuckolding talk within the first bit of the relationship. And it's not easy because we enjoy it. <laughs> it's so not easy because... Yes, we enjoy it, but also primary, like I could, I could really shelve it if I needed to, but the cucks, they are the ones that push it every single time. And you really, it's like, man, I'm not even talking to you face to face. I can't have the pleasure of like full communication with like body language and tone of voice. And I'm trying to say, Hey, I'm super interested in you, but can we please stop talking about the thing that we both love and have in common and want to do for the rest of our lives? And they get so confused. They're like, what's going on and why shouldn't we talk about it? And it's like trying not to, trying not to get them to read it as a bummer is really, I think that's the piece that's really hard where I'm like, no, I'm excited. I'm still excited. And that whole thing is still really exciting to me, but can we set it aside for vanilla discussions? And a lot of the time it, it just doesn't happen or it doesn't really work or they don't get it or something. I don't know. Hey guys, guess what? I have found something pretty amazing It is a natural way for you to get better erection strength, quality, and firmness, all things I know you want. And it also gives you better performance and stamina in the bedroom. Mm -hmm. And as a bonus, it benefits your overall cardiovascular and sexual health. It's called Joy Mode. I love the name. It's a sexual performance booster, and it's made with science-backed ingredients. It's like a pre-workout supplement, but for the bedroom. So whether you're amping up the heat with the wife in the bedroom or you're going for gold (laughs) in a marathon session at a hotel takeover event, this supplement has to be part of your routine, part of the checklist. You can learn more and order yours at usejoymode.com. And if you enter the code Venus, you get 20% off. So that's usejoymode.com. Go ahead, get yours. Thank me later. 
So share with us, what has your dating experience been up until now? Like you just thought you've, you found that you really want this kind of relationship. It fits who you are. You're super excited about it. What has it been like? So where do you go? First of all, where do you go? Like where I'm assuming you were like on FetLife and stuff like that. And you were kind of trying to meet people online and through the kink world and stuff like that. So, so where do you, where did you go to, uh, when you decided you want this and what was it like? FetLife. I, I only date on FetLife and I had been dating on FetLife well before I got into male cuckolding. So it was a very natural transition. I just switched my profile around. I started to, you know, uh, look, look at group postings and things like that on, a, on the cuck uh, sites, the cuck group sites. But um, what has it been like? Well, <laughs> It's been difficult. (laughs) It's been interesting and difficult. I am, man. So I started looking online and I feel like, I think looking back on it, I feel like I was a babe in the woods. Like I didn't know how to screen for the flakiness and like the cuck angst where they get really excited and then scared and disappear. So obviously we can get into those subjects so heavily if you want, but um, I, I was having an okay time of talking to people that I wanted to meet. Some were local. I was living in Chicago at the time. That's where I'm from. And I did go on some dates with some potential cuckolds in Chicago. They did not pan out for one reason or another. One was definitely, he wasn't even, he wasn't a scammer, but he was a faker of some kind. He He's on the, he's on the no-go list. Um, oh. Yeah. I discovered after I read that, I was like, I wanted to date with that guy. God damn it. <laughs> so he's, you know, he's blacklisted now, but um, then the pandemic hit and just my whole dating world stopped. I had been talking to plenty of long, I always talk to long distance people. There's, there's, there's never for me with fet, fet, uh, fetish dating and kink dating, there's never eliminating people long distance because there's no, there's no way you're going to find the, the everyone local that you need to, that's going to just fit yeah. all these little details that end up being really important. So um, I had been talking to some people long distance, but at all, you know, it all really sort of stopped and fell apart during the pandemic. And I quarantined in Chicago for 14 months. And then when I came to Europe in late August of 21 last year, I started dating again full on because I was, I was able to pandemic wise and safety wise. Um, which, you know, COVID safety is incredibly important to me. So, uh, you know, you got to play it safe, but, you know, we all take a hit. We all take a hit by suppressing our desires and suppressing our need to, for connection and intimacy and all that. Um, and I have had such a weird string of bad luck since I've been in Europe. It has been kind of uniquely bad, so much so that I can't not laugh about it. I was talking to this one guy online. He live he lives in whatever. He kind of lives all over, but he he has a business based out of Europe and we had been talking online for a year and a half. But I I I put an end to it sort of like 6 months before I moved to Europe and I didn't know whether or not it was going to happen cuz I told him I was like I just can't like the thing that was the tease for me was the promise 
an anticipation of something, but since I've never met him in person, I don't know if we're going to vibe. I don't know if we're going to click. I don't know if I'm going to like his smell, like all those things that you need to know when you meet someone in person that really determine chemistry and attraction and fit. So it was just such a tease talking to him and not knowing and not knowing if I would ever meet him. And like the depression of the pandemic was real. And I was like, everything sucks. Let's just put a pin in it. And if we have the potential to meet, let's start talking again. So I messaged him when I knew I was moving to Europe. He was over the moon enthusiastic. Now, like, let's put in, put this into context. He would message me every morning and call me his queen. Uh-huh. He came then to where I where I'm staying and came to visit me within two weeks of me getting here. We had a two night date, went pretty well in my opinion. I had a good time. And then three days later, he says, he texts me that he got back from some hiking trip with his daughter and said he's reevaluating his life and he thinks he needs to go vanilla. <laughs> I, so oh. it's, I, I just, I was like, okay, uh, I don't know what the fuck just happened, but that's a lie. And it's just one of those things where who knows, just who knows what they have going on in their life, who knows what their expectations and fantasies are. I really do think that when you're trying to find guys who say they're cucks or are cucks, you know, either one, um, the thing that gets in the way is their preconceived notions of what it is. Their fantasy, the whole porn fantasy. And of course it's derived mostly from porn, but you can't measure up to it. Some real life can't measure up to that sometimes or ever. And when real life and real life dynamic gets involved, I think sometimes there's this, sensation of the bubble being burst for them somehow, or because their hopes were so high or their agitation and angst and excitement was so high because cuck angst is like nothing I've ever seen before. So I don't know if anybody gets more excited than a cuck who's angsty. Like they are (laughs) over, they are through the roof with it. So when that, when they come down from that, I can imagine it feeling like a real, like, like a real sort of drop you know? Yeah. And I think they associate us with that drop sometimes as if we did something. And I'm like, no, it wasn't me. This is just life, man. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know how to prepare you for what to expect with real life. But if you can't tell the difference, then I can't help you. So I just had like a number of guys over here in Europe that just did not pan out. And they all sort of felt kind of like that. Like there was something about not being able to measure up to their preconceived notion of what the fantasy is. I think there were one or two where there's some where there was a real mismatch of kink. Like I think someone wanted to be way, way more submissive than I was able to be dominant for. So it's like stuff like that too, where it's just like, Oh yeah. Yeah. It doesn't, doesn't work out. And no, no big heartbreak, no, no big feelings. We both experimented and figured out it wasn't, you know, it wasn't right for us and that's okay. But a few of them were pretty heartbreaky for me and I've had a tough time. Um, but I keep, I keep trying. I, I pick myself back up and I keep trying because there are so many cucks out there that want a cuckold dress. And I just keep thinking, you know, maybe the numbers really will just be in my favor for this, but we'll see. <laughs> we'll see what happens. 
Yeah, I know what all of those struggles are are like. And it's it's across the board, that kind of flaky behavior when it comes to cucks. Um, sometimes I can see it coming. Sometimes it really comes out of left field. Yeah. And that's when it pisses me off because I'm like, fuck. Yes. Oh, <laughs> God. Because then your hopes are up too. Like at that point, I've um, had a few times where I'm like, this is it. <laughs> we we oh, hit yeah. it off so well and the sex was awesome and like we want the same we have the same lifestyle things and like you know the distance isn't an issue or whatever and then your own hopes get up and your fantasies are up there high in the sky and then they just disappear and you're like maybe not then okay <laughs> yeah. I mean, it happened, it happened to me not that long ago. I flew out all the way to fucking New York City <laughs> just to get stood up on a fucking date. I was like, for real. <laughs> Venus, who stands you up? You've got right? to be kidding I'm like, me. motherfucker. <laughs> oh, God. So, but you know what? I kind of knew that, that there was a real possibility that he would not show up because mm. uh, he, uh, you know, demonstrated some shady kind of flaky behavior in the past, but I let it slide. So, you know what? It's kind of my fault. <laughs> well, you got a trip to New York out of it. Hopefully you got some shopping and a show or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I love New York. Yeah, New York so. is great. I love it too. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. So dating in general has been kind of shit uh, for you. No, no big surprise here. I think this is what I've heard from the majority of the women who are in the Venus Connections program. Um, what I find really fascinating with these women in this program, including yourself, is that these are women who don't have actual experience in this kind of relationship. I had no idea that there were so many women out there who don't have experience in it that wanted it. I thought the majority of women would be, I had this kind of relationship before, I liked it and I wanted it again. And there are some of those women in the program, but the majority of women don't have any experience at all. They just have learned about this kind of relationship and they're like, this suits who I am. Like this suits me. This sounds like this is what I want and need to feel fulfilled in my life. And that I'm just like, oh my God, mind blown. So fucking excited. So thrilled and just so happy to hear that. However, I am hearing the same frustrations from single women who are saying, Dating online sucks. These guys are really porn frenzied. They're very, um, that they have unrealistic expectations of the women out there when it comes to, you know, them being their personal porn star (laughs) to fulfill their cuckolding fantasies for them and, and it making it more about the cuck than it is about her and all of these kinds of things. So, um, they have really, struggled with it and like I have I've given up so many times (laughs) I've been like fuck it that's it I'm done (laughs) I'm tired of being treated like this I'm fucking done I'm pretty sure I said that after New York (laughs) (laughs) and yet you have a business about it so you're not going to be done (laughs) (laughs) several businesses (laughs) so I'm back and (laughs) But yeah, it's a common struggle. So I really wanted you to, I wanted another voice on this, on this show to, to sort of, um, let people know that, Hey, like this is an actual problem. So when, when I made, created this podcast, I wanted it to 
you know, really kind of educate people about cuckolding being a loving relationship, but also highlight some of the challenges that couples face. But some of the challenges that uh, single women face as well when it comes to dating. You're right. There's very few of us out there. We are the unicorns of fucking unicorns, like rare as fuck. And there's a gazillion guys out there who want this. There's so very few women. Um, you'd think that they would treat us a little bit better. <laughs> you think? I, 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 one of the reasons that I said I switched to male cuckolding and then but like click, it all fell into place. And I realized this is such a great dynamic for so many reasons. But for me, the vanilla side of the dynamic is a loving partnership, like a loving primary partnership. That is something that I crave. Um, I have, you know, my history with this is it's on and off. I will say that I live a very non-traditional life in almost every way. So I don't have the traditional partnership route in my, in my past either. I have non-traditional partnerships um, <laughs> and dating experiences, but I'm like, you know, I'm like any other person that wants to feel the comfort and security of a home and, and um, a person by your side, this whole quote unquote partner in crime bullshit that we say, you know, it's, it has a ring of truth to it. And like, I, got into this kink thinking, oh my God, great. Like inherent in the dynamic is a serious relationship, like yes. a serious relationship with serious, honest feelings. And I have been so surprised to learn that many, in my experience, at least many cucks either don't get that or don't show me that they get that because they do things that do not work towards vanilla intimacy. I don't. Yes. I, and that's what I've been trying. That kind of disconnect is what I've been trying to teach the guys in the matchmaking service. I'm like, okay, you guys, you need to actually look at this differently, like, and approach things differently. Like, this is what, as women, this is what we need from you. This is what you're not giving us <laughs> in order to build a relationship. Exactly. Like, we need this part of it. Have and you blown you are, their minds? Like, have have, oh, have the men been, like, yes. knocked out of their socks by this? Yes. I think that there's two components to the matchmaking educational program that the, the men have given a lot of feedback on. And it is the first one being safety needs for women. They really failed to even think about that. And then the second one being that there's this huge disconnect in the way that men and women approach each other based on our needs uh, in, in the initial dating part. So, and that is such a hindrance to us actually being able to form a, a real vanilla connection. Yeah. You know, yeah, precisely, <laughs> so. precisely. I, I honestly, everyone in this kink lifestyle should be sending you gift cards and thank you notes and like just just the the lord's work venus you're doing the lord's work by educating these people and opening up platforms for us to talk about it because i think it's a very special thing to be able to voice your experience and feel heard and seen that's just such a lovely thing so thank you Hey, did you know that there's a one-of-a-kind matchmaking service for cuckolding and female-led relationships? Venus Connections is a private service for single men 
and single women who want a loving, cuckolding relationship. And now there's a new separate FLR program too. There's no scrolling through profiles or sharing photos with members. It's totally private. And the dates are blind dates too. Included in the program is a three-week course and an interview with me. So join now at venusconnections.com and use the code TOPTIER2024 for 40% off the top 1% membership. That's venusconnections.com. Make 2024 the year that you get the relationship of your dreams. Interracial, black and white, the beautiful and sexy relationship dynamic that we love, now in a lifestyle clothing brand you can wear with pride. Don't sacrifice quality and comfort any longer. With Maison de Neige, you get both in fresh, empowering looks for every occasion, for everyone. From the streets to the sheets and everywhere in between. Check us out at MaisonDeNeige.com. Maison de Neige Couture, modern fashion for the modern revolution. Um, okay, so I really, that, I, that brings me to the other thing that I want to talk to you about is safety. I have recognized from for a long time now as a single woman in this lifestyle, um, safety is very, very important to me. It's a huge concern. I mean, it's been a huge concern my whole life. I'm a woman. Exactly. I have to think about that all the fucking time. But I think within this lifestyle as a single woman, you are thinking about that even more. Like it is really front and center. Um, and so, and, and it is for couples as well, but I do find that there is this kind of like privilege that couples have and that they have each other to keep each other safe or, you know, so they have this little layer of security and in being a couple that you and I just don't have. And so it is up to us and only us to protect ourselves. And, Something really resonated with me so strongly with that when I was speaking to you in our interview. Um, you said something I asked you about, or we were talking about like about how a lot of wives, when they're first introduced to the idea of this in their relationship, they beeline straight to the idea of having a friends with benefits kind of person. They want, um, they want like an actual boyfriend relationship or a really deep friendship. Basically they just, they want to feel comfortable and secure with that person. And I get that, but you said something like, well, I want that, but I want it because that as a single woman is the safest option. And I was like, Oh my God, I get you on that. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. And then, boom, there it's, you go. Like w- these are the c- types of challenges that I think people need to know about that. We face unique challenges that we face as a single woman dating in this lifestyle. Yeah. I think one of the concerns that cuckolds and cuckold couples may have at some point is who is the lover going to be? Who is the bull going to be? And how how do you determine the level of involvement they, they have in your lives? And I think for some couples coming into this kink out of monogamy have this real closed approach to saying, well, you can't have feelings for them and you can't develop a relationship with them and they can't be your boyfriend or girlfriend and they can't X, Y, or Z and this and this and that. And the cuckolding kink is about the primacy of 
your feelings for each other, right? The thing that makes the cuckold feel secure at the end of the day when you're going home is that they are your chosen partner. You love them. You are at the end devoted to them, that the kink in itself involves this massive amount of role play and power exchange over the cuck's humiliation, degradation, and whatever other kinks they enjoy. But when we talk about safety, one of the things that for me provides the most amount of safety is having an intimate connection with my lovers. Like I have to know them as a person. I have to just get the, you know, just, Hey, where does your, Oh, your your daughter went to school and had a bad day. Tell me about it. Like, tell me about your life. I'm not going to go and I'm not going to go meet the parents. I'm not going to water their plants when they're out of town. I'm like, there's a level of intimacy that can be had without commitment. You know what I mean? And I think that the monogamous world really combines those things and thinks they can't be separated. And I am here to tell everyone they absolutely can be. You can have intimacy, friendship, and affection with any amount of lovers, and they don't have to be involved in your life. You're not going to invite them to the barbecue and that's okay. You know, like, so it is, it is paramount to my safety to feel comfortable and to get to know someone because when, um, particularly when we're talking about cis men. So when you're dating a guy and he's emotionally present, you know, can open up about his life and speak to it in intellectual ways, uh, you, you know, you just start to match with them as a person in terms of their perspective, their values, how they view safety and consent in the bedroom. This is incredibly important when you're talking to a potential lover. Do they signal to you that they care about your safety? Because I'm not a vanilla player. I'm mostly a kink player, even though I enjoy vanilla and I would never shame any sex ever. All sex is good sex, but all consensual sex is good sex. But, um, (laughs) I I only do power exchange, really. So when I'm talking to people, I'm talking about kink play. And I I start off slow and, and, you know, start from home base or, you know, base one and you go to the other bases and you build as you go, which is another reason to create connection with your lovers so that when you have an ongoing relationship with them, you can build and the sex can get better and they can participate in your cuck dynamic in other ways that enhance the relationship with your partner. So it's in everyone's best interest, in my opinion, to develop intimate, affectionate relationships with your lovers. That must be the most angsty though for the cuck. (laughs) I think, I mean, and when we're talking about kink and power exchange, but particularly when we're talking about polyamory and non-monogamy, the most important thing is communication forever and always. You talk to any polyamorous community, any non-monogamous community, and they will say that you're not going to survive if you can't communicate with your partner. And that involves a, a certain amount of emotional intelligence that involves being able to express your fears and your anxieties without hurling insults and building resentments, you know, you have to have nonviolent communication. You have to be like, this is, this is, this is varsity level shit. This is not the, this, I'm just saying like communication and polyamory is varsity level communication. So when you can have that and you can practice it, cause you just get better the more you do it. So start, start as an amateur, but then grow and, and improve and know yourself and know your partner and, better and more intimate ways than you ever thought you could. It just, it, it, it can eliminate any concern for, am I going to be replaced? Is, are, is she going to 
eventually not want sex for me ever again. Like all the fears that you may have in a cuckolding relationship can be alleviated, in my opinion, with communication. Um, mm-hmm. And if you can be on the same same you know plane with each other, then I think I think that the safety mechanisms and the safety standards that we kind of have to employ as women will really work out for the couple. So you were talking earlier about the, these kind of um, unrealistic expectations uh, that a lot of cucks, single cucks have. Is it because they don't understand that kind of level of communication that's involved in this kind of relationship? Is that part of it? Oh, gosh, that's a great question. I think it could be any number of things. And that certainly seems to be one of them. I think you're right. Like, when I say communication, I'm not just saying like, you know, I I can talk and listen. It's like, but do you know what to say? Do you know how to describe your feelings? Do you know what your interior experience is? Or are you just closed off and afraid? Like if you've never... Interest, if, you've, if you're not an introspective person and you've never sort of interrogated why you feel the way you feel, it's kind of be a little bit scary and difficult to, to approach those things, uh, at, you know, the first few times. And I really think that, you know, just let me, uh, thinking bigger picture here, because I'm a social scientist and I think big, um, when we talk about living under the patriarchy, <laughs> one of the privileges that men and male-bodied people can get away with is they don't have to be introspective about how they feel because the world doesn't interrupt it enough for it to be necessary. Like systems work for men. Systems are built for men. When systems are built for you, it's just you kind of skate through life a little bit less interfered with is my opinion, like the way I see it. And I think one of the things that may be preventing cucks from understanding how to take the fantasy to reality is that there is a lot of this high level communication and intimacy that and bonding that comes with that communication. And it may not be something they've ever really experienced before, or it may not be something that they experienced to the depth that we may want. I don't know. Mm. I, I think that there's, I think that there's a lot there though. I would love to hear from cuckold guys, what they think about that, actually what their experience would be because, you know, narrowing down some of the, some of the major through or causes, I guess, of, what what creates this fantasy and why is this fantasy have to be because i have fantasies too for christ's sake like <laughs> i have plenty of fucking fantasies that i i i think about how to take into real life or never take into real life because it's just unrealizable like one of my favorite examples probably comes from dan savage because i kind of grew up on dan which is like okay if your fantasy is to fuck a centaur you can't fuck a centaur but you can ask your partner to put on a furry costume and and role play it you know what i mean we have to create imaginatively try to recreate the conditions of the fantasies that we want so like I don't know how these men don't think about how to take it into real life, but there is something very prevalent there with these guys where they simply aren't doing that work. And I, and I don't know why I I sincerely don't know why we don't have enough time to get into the psyche of men, (laughs) which is probably all we'll do, but still. (laughs) 
Well, I do really like that we are addressing that because going back to what I said about the cuckolding usually originates with couples who have an established relationship, they likely can fall back on that level of communication that they already have in their relationship. And so that help they can, you know, stumble a, a little bit and then be able to pick each other up through communication. And when you are dating though, and you're just getting to know somebody, you don't have that. And so that's part of the reason why I say you have to shelve the talk about cuckolding in the beginning. You have to create this actual relationship, a real relationship, like fucking normal relationship. (laughs) Yes, exactly. You got to do that first before you can start working through anything together. And I don't know if it's just because like, the fantasy is easy for men to think about and watching the porn is simple yeah. and it's easy and it doesn't require any work. And then they just assume that real life is the same and it's not the same. It's hard. Like you yeah. talked earlier about that drop, that post angst drop and how significant that must be like for guys to go through and how they can kind of weaponize that if they don't understand where it came from. Yes, Um, that's exactly how to phrase it. Yeah, sometimes like I feel like, you know, you you have to have that solid communication and solid relationship to be able to work through that together. Yeah. And if you don't have that, then you're just – Things are going to get derailed and it doesn't work out. And lo and behold, it doesn't work out a lot of the times. Like it just doesn't. There's no staying power for any of these relationships because they're just built on, I don't know, some, like all the things you mentioned are all such amazing, great points. And I agree with all of them. Like an established couple already has the familiarity of a, lo- a supposedly long-term or longish-term relationship with all the communication and knowledge of each other built in and security. Thus, you have a sense of commitment and security within your relationship. So as you said, if the guy experiences a drop in his excitement and he's all down, he's not going to blame his partner for that. He's going to be like, oh, baby, why do I feel this bad? Hold me. You know, and, and you know, like you can have a nice moment about it. It's like, I don't even get that shit. You know, like, I'm like, I could help you if you guys would be able to understand how you're feeling and why you're feeling it. But I guess that's a pretty tall order. Uh, Another thing I want to add that I think is important for cucks to know when they're going online to talk to women is that we are quite sensitive to reading the fantasy chat as you're only here to use me as a fetish dispenser and then leave. You know what I mean? So I would settle for personally Venus. I would settle for half fantasy, half vanilla chat. Like even if, even if the fantasy or the fetish chat was like peppered in to like, so what kind of food do you like to eat? (laughs) You know, like even if, even if it was just peppered in with like vanilla questions, that would, you, I don't think guys realize how huge even that would be. Like we're starved for even just a little bit of getting to know you talk. That feels sincere and it has to feel sincere. It can't be like a one-off, you know, oh, what are your hobbies? 
and then oh I can't wait to I can't wait to get his cum in my mouth or like you know like just like it's so obvious when it's not sincere as well I'll say so it's just like the fantasy chat is fun we all like it I do think it can be an important part of building a relationship but it simply can't be the only thing because we don't know women on the other side of the computer we simply don't know if they are some creep on the internet trying to get their rocks off so that they can log off and go to bed and never talk to you again and it's so draining it costs us yeah it makes us want to quit (laughs) (laughs) exactly (laughs) but that fear of abandonment in the the relationship building process I think is front and center in our minds as women because we have had guys flake out so much so often I cannot even count how many times I have been flaked on ghosted like that like and and I don't think guys realize that they as a group, as a whole, are all behaving in this way. No, they and don't talk to us. each other. No, no, they don't. don't. They're instant. They like don't. men are like, especially cuckold men are so deep. This is a kink that's built on shame, right? Like yeah. you've talked to Dr. David Lay. We know some of the psychology behind how cuckolding develops and what the core, the core thing for me at cuckolding is humiliation and shame. So all these guys who like, maybe if they grew up in a conservative society or had religion, unfortunately, like they are just like in their little shame bubble being like, do other people feel this way? Like I've had cuckold guys message me and say, Oh, I've never, I've literally never talked to anybody about this before ever. And I'm like, what? Yeah. No, no one. Just, just simply no one. No. I mean, okay. Obviously we don't talk to our families about this shit, but like not one guy friend. Not one ex-girlfriend or ex-partner, nobody. And I am so surprised how they are insular in the community. I'm like, you guys are a huge group of people who all have something in common who would probably enjoy talking about the the lifestyle together, and yet they don't talk to each other. No, but there are cuckold chats and forums online, and it is just a big porn session. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so- there you go. <laughs> So yeah, because I was like, oh, oh wow, there's like a cuckold chat forum. Oh my god, this is so cool! And I logged on, and I was like, there is no chatting going on. There is simply a whole lot of jerking off going. Oh god, on okay, <laughs> never so. mind. They're not even going to try. <laughs> so, but yeah, it would be beneficial if they understood that they're all behaving, mo- nearly all behaving in the same way, yeah. and that we do have this fear of abandonment when in the dating process, a legitimate fear of abandonment. Like, and that's what you were saying. Like, we just need to know that despite this fantasy talk, that you are still going to be there you know, in this process of building a relationship and that you're not just going to fuck off. And um, unfortunately, the single women can, you know, they, they can come across as like almost insecure and needy about it. 
But no, it's just that we actually need some solid fucking reassurance because we have been treated like that repeatedly. <laughs> so uh, until proven otherwise, otherwise, I'm going to assume that you are going to fuck off on me. Basically. <laughs> I mean, how yeah. how else are we supposed to operate? Like only crazy, whatever. It's, I think what's really <laughs> important also to recognize about how these things implode sometimes is that you mentioned we seem needier and secure by asking for assurances and they're looking for a dominant woman they're looking for this strong sexy slut who's just like you know knocking everyone's socks off turning heads you know rules like rules the home rules at her job rules at raising kids does everything great like this beautiful strong powerful dominant goddess and they are shocked to learn that we have fears and insecurities, you know, and, and God forbid we, we seem vulnerable in front of them, you know, like I, that's one of my biggest doesn't, concerns. It doesn't fit the porn script no. fantasy in their head. It does not. It does not. And it's so disappointing to realize that uh, do these men not understand that I'm a human being? Like, how am I, how do I not exist with fears and insecurities? Like no human exists without fears or insecurities. It's just not how this works. So there's either a lack of understanding of that, which is like sad in its own right, or disappointing in its own right. Like, no, no offense. Like, these guys didn't choose to be this way. This is the world they were given, right? This is the culture they were given. This is the machismo that they were given. This is how you identify as a man. It's basically to not understand your emotions, right? And that's a vast oversimplification of how it works. But a trait of toxic masculine identity is divorcing yourself from your own emotional experience. It's the lack of introspection. It's the lack of, of deep connection with all with the whole range of emotions that you can feel because certain emotions have been coded as feminine. You're not allowed, little boys aren't allowed to be um, like sad. They're not allowed to play with dolls. You know, like anything coded as feminine was just seen as so bad that no wonder we have population-wide levels of men who don't know what it's like to feel their feelings. So right. okay. how, that makes sense. how can they see us as full human beings if they're not experiencing it themselves? And on top of it, they were taught or have, you know, absorbed subliminally or through all the messaging that says that women are less than men. This, this is an, you know, this is the inherent history we come from. This is, this is the, you know, the mantle we were passed on is this curse, the curse that says not all human beings are created equal. And we are left to deal with it. And, and it, it prop, crops up in every part of society, in every part of our lives. And this is how it comes up in cuckolding. It's just beyond me to understand how to even begin to explain. I need to be able to be vulnerable and express my fears to you. And you still need to see me as the strong female goddess that I am as well, that that is my vulnerability is part of what makes me a goddess. Right. And I think there's a lot of disconnect there. What we're asking for is not a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, this is basic relationship stuff as it is, I think, being vulnerable with each other. And this again goes back to this privilege that couples have in that they already have established that kind of vulnerability with each other. 
more than likely anyway. And so, but yeah, in the dating world, this, these are not obvious steps that need to happen uh, in order for connections in their mind. So the, (laughs) and we are enlightening you fellas. (laughs) Do what you will with this information. Uh, Talk to any other women and they will tell you something extremely similar. Well, I really appreciate you bringing the perspective of the single woman in this lifestyle because like I said I think I feel like it was missing so I'm hugely appreciative of that thank you so much Ella for joining me on the show today and I hope to have you back on the show sometime oh absolutely (laughs) anytime you want to talk about this stuff I'm game thank you so much this conversation was great Okay, that's going to be it for today's episode of the Venus Cuckoldress podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to learn more about the Venus Connections matchmaking service, you can visit venusconnections.com. Don't forget to go to venuscuckoldress.com. That's where you can subscribe to the podcast, submit a question for the show, and even see the Venus Vault. Now, every Tuesday on FullSwapRadio.com, you can find the Venus Cuckoldress podcast at 5 p.m. and 11 p.m. Central Time. And check out ASN Lifestyle Magazine for my monthly contribution. My Twitter handle is at V. Thank you so much for joining me. We'll see you next time. believe it's been four years since I first started this podcast. And looking back, I had no idea that this would be my full-time job. I love the work that I do. And it's because of you, the listeners, and your support that I'm able to do this. So right now, if you join the Helpful Cuck tier, you get tons of benefits. My favorite ones are the private one-to-one chat every month. You also get access to my private Snapchat group weekly live hangouts with me on Crowdcast. I love those. And you get juicy bonus episodes. There's key holding. There's video replays of the Pillow Talk events. And there's also access to my private community on the Moan app. So join right now. You can use the promo code CUCKLOVE2024 for 15% off your Helpful Cuck membership at venuscuckoldress.com.